Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, October 18th. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. We have got a packed slate today, starting with some baseball, seeing as we're in playoffs, the exact opposite for basketball because season's about to start. Lots of college football and NFL, some golf and some Olympic sports. So let's get started. So at this point, you should have seen the four teams that made it to the championship series for both the National League and American League. The Dodgers beat the Giants in a winner-takes-all game five on Thursday in a game that was 0-0 until the sixth inning. Then both teams scored a run apiece in the sixth before Bellinger for the Dodgers had a game-winning single in the ninth to move them on to the National League championships. All the other teams that moved on to the championship series did so before game five in their series. Sticking with the National League, the Braves won in a wa- another walk-off single in the ninth inning last night. If you're saying deja vu, that is right. This has happened twice. The Braves were down 4-2 to two going into the eighth when they tied the game. Rosario had a single to score in the bottom of the ninth. Austin Riley did the same thing for the Braves on Saturday's game after being tied to two going into the bottom of the ninth. The Braves are now up in their series two games to zero against the Dodgers. In the American League Championship Series, or the ALCS, the Red Sox and Astros are tied 1-1 before they play their game tonight. Houston won game one, 5-4, but Boston came out hot in game two leading eight to zip after the second inning they ended up winning that game nine to five both of those games were played in Houston and the series moves to Boston for tonight's game and the next two after that I will go over who plays when but I'll wait till the what to watch this upcoming week part moving on to the NBA season starts Tuesday, first game of the season will be the Nets at the Bucks, followed by the Warriors at the Lakers. Now, following up on a story from last week, Kyrie Irving, that whole sitch, the Nets have announced that Irving will not play until he is eligible to be a full participant in games and season under the COVID vaccine requirements. So right now he is out. 
I actually went ahead and put some WNBA news in here as the championship ended last night. Chicago Sky beat the Phoenix Mercury in game four last night to win their first championship for the franchise. Candace Parker won MVP, and this is important because Candace Parker is actually originally from Illinois, who played at Tennessee and then went number one in the draft. She then won Rookie of the Year in 2008 and won a championship previously with the Sparks in 2016, but chose to come home to Chicago this past year, and obviously it paid off for her. And sticking with women's basketball for a moment, the NCAA has actually moved to expand the women's tournament from 64 teams to 68 teams. That would make it the same number of teams as the men's tournament, and the men's tournament has been that way since 2011. Along with this expansion, the D1 Women's Basketball Committee has also moved to use March Madness branding for the women's tournament as well as the men's. Now, you may remember from last year this being a big deal because the women's and men's tournaments were hugely different and there was a huge disparity on the conditions between those two tournaments. So that's probably why we're seeing this come up this year. Moving right along to college football because there's a lot of football news this week. There were seven losses in the top 25, and I kind of liked what I did last week when it was just here's the gist of what you need to know from the big games that went on with the NFL. So I'm going to kind of do that again, but this time for college football. So Cincinnati won in impressive fashion, which is what they need to make an argument for the college football playoff as the season continues. They moved up to number two in the rankings because, well, number two, Iowa, lost 17-7 to at home to unranked Purdue. Purdue is now ranked. What a shocker. Number one, Georgia handled Kentucky 30-13, to and the game never truly felt in jeopardy. The score looks a little bit better than it actually felt during the game. Bo Nix finally seems to be putting it all together on the road with Auburn, giving number 17 Arkansas its third straight loss. They are now unranked. Oklahoma State had a nice comeback win over Texas in a ranked first ranked showdown. Texas had a big lead and lost it. Does that sound familiar? Because that happened last week. LSU ran all over number 20, Florida. And I don't mean ran the score up because they barely got the upset, but I mean literally ran all over as LSU's running back Davis Price broke Leonard Fournette's one game rushing record with 287 yards by himself. To put that in perspective, he only had about 230 yards on the season before coming into the game against Florida. Ole Miss won a trashy game in Tennessee, and that is very punny because actually head coach Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss's head coach Lane Kiffin, was hit by a golf ball and myriad other items when Tennessee fans threw all of that onto the field. This actually caused the game to be delayed for more than 20 minutes, and Ole Miss won that game 31-26. to So the reason why fans reacted that way is because Lane Kiffin was actually a coach at Tennessee for one short season before leaving to take the head coaching job at USC in 2010. And if you're asking, have they done this before? That's because, yes, students were drunkenly running amok around campus and setting fire to mattresses when Lane Kiffin originally moved to USC. They made it very plain that they are not happy still to this day. In breaking news yesterday, LSU head coach Ed Orgeron will be leaving LSU after this season. Kind of weird timing, seeing as LSU just 
upset number 20 Florida, but they've already lost three games this season. LSU will pay Ed Ogeron the remaining $17 million on his contract. He was the head coach when LSU won the national championship two years ago. And then the last year has been one of the worst years since following a national championship in Power 5 history. So to sum up those losses, that was number two, Iowa, number 11, Kentucky, number 17, Arkansas, number 18, Arizona State, number 19, BYU, got upset by Baylor, number 20, Florida, and number 25, Texas. Lamar Jackson's number eight is set to be retired at Louisville. He is only the second student to have his number retired after Johnny Unitas, number 16. It will be celebrated at the Louisville versus Syracuse game on November 8th. Week 8 has no ranked matchups, and 6 of the top 25 are on bye. So, and just because it looks like the weekend's going to be tame doesn't mean it always ends up that way. This week on Upset Watch for me, I have number 8, Oklahoma State, number 10, Oregon, number 12, Ole Miss, number 21, SMU, and number 25, Purdue. Game day will be at Oregon versus UCLA. In the NFL, we were on week six, and that saw five games within a score and two games go into overtime. The Cardinals remain the only undefeated team with former OU quarterbacks facing off this weekend, Kyler Murray for the Cardinals and Baker Mayfield for the Browns. The Cardinals got the victory there, obviously, 37-14. to 14. The Texans keep losing and losing badly, giving up a 31-3 to three versus the Colts. The Jags actually got their first win this week over the Dolphins, 23-20, with a last-minute 56-yard field goal. That leaves the Lions as the only winless team in the NFL. The Chiefs bounced back nicely after throwing two interceptions and then throwing two touchdown passes, winning 31-13 over Washington. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers won 24 to 14 over the Bears. And that's important because actually Aaron Rodgers ran a six yard scramble for the final game winning touchdown. And he yelled, I own you multiple times. And uh, he kind of is right. So Rodgers is 22 and five against the Bears, which makes his winning percentage 81.5%. That is the third highest by any QB against any opponent since the 50s with a minimum of 25 starts. Only Tom Brady with a winning percentage of 91 against the Bills and Ben Roethlisberger with an 87 win percentage against the Browns are higher. This NFL season has already been plagued with injuries. I'm not actually going to list them out for you as you can kind of get a little bit bored with that. But if you want more details, check out the blog. I have two quick follow-up stories from last week. Raiders head coach Gruden has resigned as of later Monday than I actually did the blog. After more emails spanning about seven years surfaced with homophobic slurs, racial slurs, negative comments about women refs, and etc. This was actually discovered in a investigation that was ongoing against the Washington football team. So I'm sure this is not the last we've heard of coaches getting in trouble for emails. Also a follow-up from last week, the Ravens did not manage to get 100 yards rushing against the Colts on Monday night. They fell just 14 yards short. The Colts, although 1-4, and four, do have a rush, good rush defense, and it showed. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson still got the W, and he threw it for over 437 yards. 
The Ravens came back from behind, scoring 22 unanswered points to win in overtime. Oddly enough, Mark Andrews is the tight end, and Lamar Jackson made an electric team, scoring both touchdowns and two-point conversions to take the game into overtime. Moving on to a little bit of golf with a familiar face. Rory McIlroy won the CJ Cup this weekend after it was relocated from Korea to Las Vegas due to COVID. He was nine shots behind the leader going into Sunday's round, but his final round of 66 gave him the one-shot victory. You could tell he was on a tear when he eagled the 14th to put him into the lead. Rory is now the 39th player to win at least 20 times on the PGA Tour and his fifth consecutive season with at least one win. This is his 20th win, which is important because it secures him lifelong status on the PGA Tour after he completes his 15th season, which is in just two years. The sad part is actually another familiar face, Ricky Fowler, was the one who held the 54-hole lead but failed to convert that into a W for the sixth time. He shot a final round of 71 to finish tied for third. Quickly with some Olympic news, the Olympic torch has officially been lit for the Beijing 2022 Games in Olympia, Greece. And if you're sitting there going, whoa, 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 we're still a ways out. We are still over 100 days out. This is just the ceremonial lighting that actually gets lit in the old part of Greece. Then it gets moved on to the Beijing Olympic Committee and the traditional torch relay will be held closer to the Games. 2,900 athletes are set to compete in Beijing so far, which will be the most gender equal winter games to date. This was not without its protesters, however. Protesters were on the scene of the lighting, protesting human rights abuses in China before the Beijing Games. There were also protests about very similar issues before the 2008 Olympics as well. In much sadder news, Agnes Terop, who broke the women's 10K world record in Germany last month with a time of 30.01, was found dead in her home on Wednesday with multiple stab wounds. Her husband, Ibrahim Rodich, has been arrested and is being held as a suspect in her killing as he was found to be trying to leave the country. She is known for that world record, which was set 28 seconds faster than the previous record. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. Obviously, we have a ton of MLB to get to starting tonight with the ALCS Game 3 Astros at the Red Sox at 7.08 on Fox Sports 1. Again, that series is tied 1-1. The Game 4 will also be held in Boston at the same time on Tuesday and then moves to 4.08 on Fox Sports 1 on Wednesday. That will be up to Game 5. Then after that, it goes to If Necessary Games. The NLCS Game 3, Braves at the Dodgers, will be played on Tuesday at 4.08 on TBS. Again, Atlanta leads that series 2 to nothing. Game 4 will be held also in L.A. at 7.08 on Wednesday and same time on Thursday if necessary. The ALCS will wrap up in Game 6 and 7 in Houston on Friday at 7.08 and then Saturday at the same time if those are needed. The NLCS Game 6 will be played in Atlanta at 4.08 on Saturday, and if necessary, Game 7 will also be played in Atlanta at 6.38 on TBS on Sunday. Whew. 
I don't know, but I need a break from baseball. Let's turn to basketball. Season starts tomorrow with the Nets at the Bucks at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. Then the Warriors at the Lakers at 9 p.m. also on the same channel. We have games running from Tuesday to Friday, and then the weekend games are not televised. Just to restate, for college football, we have no ranked versus ranked matchups. So the top five games are games I think are going to be close. And they start with three at 2.30, which is eight, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Number 10, Oregon at UCLA, which is game day. And LSU at 12, Old Miss. Again, all at 2.30 on Fox, ABC, and CBS. Then that night, we have USC versus number 13, Notre Dame. This is a typical rivalry game that happens every year on NBC. Then number 18, NC State at Miami on ESPN2. In the NFL, for Monday Night Football tonight, we have the Bills, who have been on a roll at the Titans at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday Night Football is Broncos at the Browns at 7.20 on Fox. We then have six games at noon, depending on your geographical location, on Sunday. And then we have two games at 3.05 on Fox and two games at 3.25 on CBS. The Colts at the 49ers at 7.20 on NBC. And then next Monday's Monday Night Football will be the Saints at the Seahawks at 7.15 p.m. on ESPN. Golf is going to be a little weird this week. We have the Zozo Championship, which is in Japan, and that will be played starting Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. on Golf Channel, and we'll run through Saturday night. We then move on to a little bit of motorsports because Formula One comes to the United States and not only just to the United States, but to the great state of Texas. Yep, they race at Circuit of the Americas at 2 p.m., and you can catch it on ABC. We have some Olympic sports televised this week with gymnastics and figure skating starting Thursday through Saturday. And I'm actually going to touch on soccer. We have women's international friendly match for the United States against Korea on Thursday at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. And then we have two ranked first ranked top 10 showdowns in the NCAA Women's League. Number three, UNC versus number one, Florida State at 7 p.m. on ACC Network on Thursday. And on Sunday, we have number eight, Duke versus number one, Florida State. They've got a tough week at 1 p.m. on ACC Network. We have got a full slate with NBA coming back and MLB in playoffs with the ALCS and NLCS excitement going on. NFL and college football are in full swing. So we've got a lot going on. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more details. And if not, I'll see you next week.